Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. Hi, my name is Ella Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with, with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a mad marketer, my dad is the best. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Kathy Curtis of Curtis Financial Planning, curtisfinancialplanning.com. Curtis is a fee-only independent investment advisory and financial planning firm located in Oakland, California that offers comprehensive financial planning and investment advisory services to savvy women and their families. Unlike brokers and financial representatives who are only held to a suitability standard, Curtis is registered with the state of California and here to the stricter fiduciary standard. In addition, they have taken a fiduciary oath through their affiliation with NAPFA and the CFP Board of Standards. Think of it as a family fiduciary standard of care. We champion you to protect and promote your long-term well-being. Kathy, thank you so much for joining us. Seth, thank you for inviting me, and I couldn't have said that all better myself. <laughs> well, then I did a good job reading it. <laughs> Let's go back in time a little bit. Um, what inspired you? How did you get started? Um, when I was a teenager, I fell in love with reading about companies and why they worked, what you know, how they come up with their products, and all the different ways that a company became successful. I started reading magazines like Forbes and Fortune, and then I realized that you could make money, passive income, so to speak, by investing in these companies. So I started investing in the stock market at a really early age. So investing in money was fascinating to me um, from early on. And then how did that lead to this point in your career now? Well, I I went into an entirely different career uh, for about 20 years. It was in business, so I was always interested in business. But I was selling products for companies, and what I really wanted to do was be of service to people. So I thought, okay, I still have this passion for personal finance and investing. That never left me. Um, I want to help people. What career could I do that with? And I started learning about being a personal financial advisor, and as you mentioned, um, I'm a fee-only advisor, so I learned about this business model, which was put the customer first. I didn't have to sell products that someone told me to sell. I could find solutions for people that work for them and that were in their best interest, and I thought this is, this is definitely what I want to do, 
and I went through the coursework, et cetera, to get there. What do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? Uh, I wish I knew how to run a business. I, I am an independent solo practitioner. So I'm not only working with clients and being a financial planner and an investment advisor, I'm also a business owner. And all of those things are extremely challenging. So, and I've never run a business before. So I wish I had known more about that because if you don't have the business side going, you're going to be under stress all the time. That makes total sense. I'm sure I and a number of our listeners have resembled that remark at certain times. What do you like best about your business? Um, I love the people contact. I think I'm happiest when I'm sitting in front of a client and I can see them feeling comfortable and they realize that they made a good decision by coming to see me. They're getting relaxed. They're getting less worried about their money. Um, That moment is something that just keeps me going. I love that. And I also love the intellectual and mental challenge of being a financial advisor. I have to keep up on what's going on in the markets. I have to keep up what's going on in world economies. I have to keep up on all the new ways that people can improve their personal finances. So it's a constant education and learning experience, and I love that. Absolutely. How long has have you been in business at Curtis Financial? I've been in business for about 15 and um, always independent, oh, except for one uh, time, which if you ask me what my business, biggest mistake was, I can tell you about that right now. <laughs> that was going to be my next question, so let's go right there. <laughs> I, um, I was growing to the point where I felt like I needed more help and support. And there's many alternatives in, in getting that. I could outsource, I could hire people, I could get a partner. Well, what I decided to do was merge my firm with another firm. And I thought this was a good idea, but it wasn't. It turned out the culture of the other firm was entirely what I was trying to avoid from the beginning um, in becoming a fee-only independent advisor. It was a bigger firm. It was a culture of selling instead of helping people. I realized that after about six months, and I decided I was going to cut my losses. I wasn't going to stay with that too long, and I left after a year. And it was quite a challenge um, because I had to bring all my clients back under my own RIA, et cetera. It's, it's kind of complicated, but it was one of the most challenging years of my life and my career as an advisor. But I did it, and I'm back being independent and totally happy. Well, congratulations. I'm we're on, your clients are obviously glad that you realize that and we're a, are able to better serve them. I know that you do a great job taking care of your clients. Talk a little bit about what you do that's outside of the box and beyond the typical just helping them manage their money. Well, I do financial planning. And financial planning means that you get to know really everything about the client. Um, and I focus on women, as you mentioned earlier. Women are really good about when they trust you and they feel comfortable, they open up. And they'll, they'll let you know everything that I need to know to help them to create a really successful financial life. That's one of the reasons I like working with women so much, because they make it easy for me to do my job. Um, the more I know about the client, the more I can help them. 
Absolutely. What about um, how often do you touch your clients and how do you touch them? Because you've got a really high level of service. Yes. Um, I touch my clients at least quarterly when we talk about the last quarter um, investments and how they did. But I have kind of an open door policy with my clients. If they feel like they need to talk to me, um, most I step back a minute. Most of my clients are ongoing clients. I manage their money and I also do their financial planning. So we have an ongoing relationship that um, serves them very well because they can access me when they want to. And I find that that policy doesn't hurt me. Most people do not abuse it. Um, if they have a pressing financial question, they can call me, email me, set up a cup of coffee. Most of my clients are local, so I see them face-to-face a lot. Um, and it'll be things like they – I have one client right now who's considering a reverse mortgage because she's getting older and she wants to tap into the equity in her home. She'll, we'll set up a meeting to talk about that. Or somebody just – another client just got wrecked her car, unfortunately, an older woman, and she wants advice on whether she should buy a new car or a used car and – so we set up a coffee date to talk about that. So I leave myself open to them to help them whenever they need it. Absolutely. Do um, What else do you do? <clears throat> I know you do some interesting client events. Can you talk about those? Yeah. Uh, I just did one. I did a uh, wine and learn event at a re- local restaurant that I really love um, in Berkeley, I invited all my clients to come to talk about what is going on with the markets. And a lot of my clients had expressed concern as January was so volatile and February too, and now things are coming around. But I did that because I wanted to show them with charts, graphs, and conversation that volatility is a normal occurrence with stocks and that is nothing to get really upset over. So I thought, what a better environment to do that in than a nice restaurant with some wine and some good food. Um, And I do that probably once a year. Another event I do I call Food, Fun, Fashion, and Finance. Um, Most of my clients are women, like I said, so I open up my house. I invite four speakers. Somebody talk about fashion. I talk about finance. I'll have someone else talk about an insurance product maybe. Anything that can be helpful to the clients. But I try and mix it up with fun and serious things. I have good food. Um, it's a great networking experience, and I'll do that once a year, too. I love those events. They're a lot of fun. It sounds like it. I would imagine the clients get a kick out of it as well. They really do. Um, what are you doing to attract new clients into your practice now? Well, I do a lot of social media marketing. I do. I blog. Um, I've written an e-book. I find that having a very strong presence on the web, internet, um, has helped me grow my practice. Uh, currently, I, when, I, when I track how I get my clients, most of them find me doing a Google search, which is incredible to me. Um, about 50% of those Google searches go through NAPFA, which you mentioned earlier, the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors because people are specifically looking for a fee-only fiduciary advisor. So that has been a great source of clients for me. I'm also a certified financial planner, and they have a search for advisor feature on their site. So 
people do a Google search, land on the CFP site, and they find me because they're looking for the type of advisor that I am. Of course, good old-fashioned referrals are still an ongoing part of client acquisition, but I focus a lot on the whole internet, social media marketing, um, because I think that reaches a much broader array of people, and it's been I've had great success with that. Congratulations. With all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? My biggest challenge uh, is always managing growth and deciding the best way to do that. I, I am an individual that likes to work alone for the most part. I've never wanted to grow a big, giant company and manage a lot of people. So that presents a challenge because where do I find the hands to help me? hands and minds to help me. So what I've done is I've built a um, – where I refer out to people that are, are working online. Um, and I've built a virtual practice, so to speak. But that provi- you know, that's challenging because if people aren't there, you need to manage them too. So I think this whole thing about how do you get the best help so you can continue to service your clients well and grow has, is always my biggest challenge. Anything drive you crazy about the business? Yeah, um, it's it's a it's a serious business in that you're touching people's money and managing people's money, and it, it's always been highly regulated and it always will be. But since the credit crisis and all the shenanigans that went on there, the level of regulation is increasing, and so compliance is a big issue for financial advisors. And it you have to do it. It's like it needs almost to be your number one priority um, because of the risks that you take if you are not compliant. So I think any advisor you ask, that will be their number one. What drives me crazy is compliance. Absolutely. I resemble that remark. Um, <laughs> with You talked about having to know so much and staying abreast of the markets and everything that's going on. How do you stay on top of the information overload you must get bombarded with every day? Yeah, I do. But thank God for Twitter, for example. Uh, Twitter is a great – I use it as a news feed. So I set up um, lists in Twitter. Like I have a financial superstars list. And I'll put people that I, I love their content. I think they're right on on what they're talking about. They're always sharing good articles and things like that. And whatever I need a break, you know, everyone needs a break with their work, I'll log on to Twitter and look at my feed, um, which makes it really easy. I don't have to bounce all over the Internet to find good articles. Um, And there's lots of services like that out there where you can curate your own content feed, and I take full advantage of that. But I also do one old-fashioned thing. I've read Barron's Saturday morning newspaper forever for the last, I don't know how many years, 30 years. And I still wake up Saturday morning and I love to have a cup of coffee and read Barron's cover to cover. So I, it's a mix of um, old and new media. Great. Um, I know that you are a voracious learner. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the biggest impact on your work? Um, I love books about personal finance and Books like um, Your Money or Your Life, it, it really talks about how you need to pay attention to where your dollars go. 
And to me, that's the biggest challenge of for people is to realize that their money isn't finite and that there's going to come a certain point where they're not going to earn money anymore. And they, when they're earning money, they need to be very conscious about how they're spending it. Um, so there's a whole genre of books like that, but the first one I read was It's Your Money or Your Life, and I can't recall the, the authors right now, but it's an old book, and it's a great book. Who is an ideal client for you? My ideal client is a single woman who is either um, always been single, divorced, widowed, and really wants a partner to help them manage their finances. And um, I say that because I, I also work with couples, but I find women to be clients that I relate to quicker, that have a more open relationship, there's less ego involved in um, decision-making about investing and things like that. So for me, single women represent a client that is fun and easy. So for that reason, they're my ideal client, although I work with all kinds of different clients. Of course. And what is the first step you would want them to take to uh, engage with you? Well, I have a little button on my website that um, – that sets up a phone call, an initial phone call. It's very easy. It goes right on my calendar, and we talk on the phone for half an hour to see if we'd be a good fit. Um, a lot of the times, clients after that phone call will just decide to go ahead and start the financial planning process. Sometimes they want to come in and see me first. And um, after that, I send a very long and detailed questionnaire because like I said, one of the most important things for me is get to know everything I can about the client so that I can make sure I'm giving them the best advice. So after we agree to work together, the data gathering process starts. And um, that includes a questionnaire, a meeting, um, before I start doing any planning or investing for them. That makes sense. Um, anything else you want to share with our audience that I didn't think to ask you? Um, I, you know, I love what I do. I've been a uh, financial advisor now for 20, oh boy, how many years? Um, 15 years. And I am looking forward to working with a lot more people and helping them with their finances. Um, it's a great place to be right now. Lots of people need financial help. I think in our country, we're going to have a little bit of a retirement crisis because people don't save enough. Um, and I think a, a good financial advisor can really help to take care of that issue. Okay. Great advice. Fascinating interview. We greatly appreciate your time. This is Beth Seth, Seth Green here with Kathy Curtis of Curtis Financial Planning. Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.